0: look for these grand things, the subtle stuff. And the more you do the subtle things, the more you make the small decisions in the right direction, then the big results happen. And before you know it, you're living mindfully and you feel good about it. You're not questioning it anymore.
1: This is the Help Me See podcast, and I'm your host, Bianca Mora. I'm an artist, an educator, and an anxiety-ridden mama who's obsessed with making meaning in art out of this one and only life. This podcast is about helping you see your life before it's gone, like really see it. I wanna ask questions like, when does your now become your nostalgia? How can we be more intentional with the memories we're saving and not just capturing the highlight reel? You can expect an episode every Wednesday Some with just my introvert self rambling about what keeps me up at night, and some amazing guest speakers diving into how they choose to see. Something that seriously pains me is hearing, I wish I would have known how important that was at the time. I hate hearing that from others, and I'm scared to feel that for myself. I do feel like doing this podcast will be a comfort. I believe that if we continue having conversations about intention and awareness, that we can all live more fulfilled lives and create amazing work. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired by your day-to-day with a deep peace of knowing that you're not missing it. So grab your coffee, settle in, and let's talk about everything that's right in front of us. Have you ever listened to one of my episodes and thought to yourself, yes, I know, I feel it. I know I need to take more photographs or videos or documentation, but I don't even know where to start. Sometimes we have major blind spots and even our obvious practices. I made a quiz to help you figure out what your blind spots might be. It's called, what do your photos actually say about you? Find out what type of memory keeper you really are and what super important goodness you might be missing. Answer a few questions and I bet I'll be able to guess. You might even get a surprise freebie in your inbox afterwards to help you on your journey to take more meaningful, effortless photos of your life. Let me know what archetype that you got and share it with a friend. Have fun. Hello, welcome to another episode of Help Me See. This episode's a little bit different. Uh, I did my first long form Instagram live with my friend Jenny Sanchez. She's a practical health and wellness expert that has the most amazing way of helping you navigate these big, broad life purpose questions in very simple, doable strategies. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about the idea of presence and why is something that's supposed to be so simple and pure? so effing hard. (laughs) We started chatting uh, about it privately. And then we thought, you know what, we have a lot of crossover in our worlds. And it's a conversation that we think needs to be had out in the open a little bit more. So you're in for a treat. And you know, I have to say, I, I enjoyed the conversation so much and I felt like clear as a whistle as we were talking (laughs) And then I come home and I just get caught right back up in my analysis paralysis over deciding on some technical crap to do with my business and what do I do and this and that. And as if that conversation never happened, that that is why my friends, that is why I am showing up week after week after week putting out this podcast, talking about this, this content that is so important to me. It's not because I haven't figured out. It's because I need to repeat this over and over and over again. When you intentionally put yourself in the way of something repeatedly, it's just naturally going to bring your awareness up. It's naturally going to be what fills your reality. And I am striving for my reality to be one that is not a constant reoccurrence of analysis paralysis. But what if it doesn't have to be so black and white? What if we can be easier on ourselves? What if we could have our cake and eat it too? What if we could always try again? I'll be sure to drop Jenny's information in the show notes in case you want to go check her out and learn a little bit more about her. Just really wanted a more permanent place for this conversation we had in in my world. So without further ado, here you go. So we are here today because we were having this conversation and we're like, why not have this conversation on our platforms And talk to all our people about it because i feel like it's such a common thing um so i'm in the process of creating my course and one of the big hot button topics is you know which photos are the photos you want and it's okay to have a moment and also take your phone out to take the picture we can have our cake and eat it too I think the trouble we get into, um, and this conversation is so great with Jenny because she is like a mindful guru over here, um, is when we put, <laughs> we put these bumpers on ourselves and say, oh, no, I, I want to take a picture, but it'll take me out of the moment. You just took yourself out of the moment by enforcing that strict guide on yourself. What do you think about this, Jenny.
0: Yeah, I think that that's I think we get really stuck in our heads about even being mindful, you know, like we we judge our mindfulness and we, you know, <laughs> our brain is there to judge, right? We know that. So it's it's there to keep us safe and to to judge what's happening in our lives and what we're trying to do is kind of, you know, redirect some of those thoughts to to decide what is actually right for us in the moment. Um but I think it all gets intertwined and it gets mixed up, and then we're just like, I don't, I don't know if I'm being mindful or or what I'm doing. Um, and I do, I think that people feel like you have to choose between one or the other, you know, like wine and wellness or wealth and spirituality <laughs> or, you know, cake or a healthy body weight. And I feel like the idea is to find the space in the middle where you can have both, like you say, have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And, and in a place where it feels comfortable, you know, where you're not always questioning yourself, like you're not having this wonderful moment. And you're dying to take the photo because you want to remember and then you you're telling yourself like oh but i really shouldn't because that's just not the mindful way to be living well no if yes. it's what you want then you should definitely be doing it
1: yes and what and doing what feels good it doesn't have to be such a heavy question no. it's just your gut it's just your gut like i say one of the things i'm really big on is that and i am a whole quarter of photos. I I want all the photos. And sometimes I can be in a moment, feel like I get the thought that comes through saying, I want a photo of this, but I let it go as easy as it came because I I don't even feel like I want to move. But it's not me saying no I mustn't <laughs> because that way I would I would be having neither honestly. Right. How does this come across with um, your experience in your, in your yoga and in what you do?
0: Yeah. I mean, like what we were talking about the other night, you know, I, I saw it so much in yoga and I I come from a fitness background. So like when you're in fitness, it's so different because, you know, people are coming into a gym to get fit or, you know, to have their buns of steel moments. And then yoga kind of became similar to that, you know, where people show up to a yoga class nine times out of 10, because they want to get more fit, you know, and a lot of it has to do with social media and what we see out there and these yoga bodies. And, and I used to tell people like, that's fine. Because as long as you get your booty in the door, that will hopefully open you up to something else. Um, And then what will happen is they'll, that will happen. And then it'll go so far to the other side, where then it becomes like, well, now it's not okay that I still want to look good in a bathing suit because now I'm this super yogi and I'm not supposed to be feeling like that anymore. And, you know, we're not living in the Himalayas in a cave. We're living in societies where, you know, we put on clothes and we go out and it's okay to want to look okay and look good, not just look okay. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think same thing with like meditation and, and, And even finding information, like educating yourself with podcasts and, uh, you know, reading the right things. I feel like we Mm. get so consumed with feeding ourselves that we don't even really want it, but we feel like we're supposed to be doing it. And so we just don't know where to stop. And I, for me, that's the difference between really living the experience of being mindful and trying to practice it. I feel like when you're living it and you've really found a way to incorporate it into your life, you're aware of what you want and what you don't want. And you don't question it. You know, you're saying Mm -hmm. now I'm in the moment with my family. I'm going to take the picture. And you don't say to yourself, like, should I not be doing it? Because you're not going to take 40,000 photos. You're not going to sit there with your face in front of the phone. You're going to take the photo or the five and then you're going to move on. (laughs) For mm-hmm. me, that's living in a mindful way, where you feel comfortable with the decisions that you're making, um, and you're mindful of them. So there's this mini pause before you do things, so that you're thinking, "Do I want this? Do I not want yes. this? Does this go with what the person that I'm that I would like to be? Is this leading me in that direction, or is it not? You know, is this something I want to be, do, or have?" And I and I think that mini second that you take before you things is is what guides you in your life and it's it's all the subtle stuff that's the other thing we do is we look for these grand things and it's the subtle stuff and the more you do the subtle things the more you make the small decisions in the right direction then the big results happen and before you know it you're living mindfully and you feel good about it you're
1: not questioning it anymore uh. That mini moment thing, the mini minute, taking just that second to do a gut check is huge. I feel like it, and you, everything you need to know will be in that moment. Like, it's like when you do the thing, like a word association. The first thing that comes to mind when you think of this, when you had that thought, did you feel good or bad? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing I think about. I think about when you were talking about people that come into yoga they come into it for one reason and then they feel like oh I should no that shouldn't be my reason anymore it's okay for it to be multifaceted it's okay for you to want to look good in photos but you don't always have to look good in the photos because right. the photos are meant to serve different purposes i saw someone on here was talking about how they take the photos um to reminisce just a couple photos just to remember sometimes not because yeah that's the one they want on their wall. It's just like a little, a little note, love note to yourself. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. It's okay to have different, have different reasons for why you're doing things. And um, no, I just think that's huge. And another thing it made me think of when you're talking about that is, I have this guilt that I feel because I'm totally guilty Uh, of like edutainment. I love, I love listening to podcasts (laughs) and I love the multitasking and doing this and doing that. And then I'll have these moments of heaviness and I'm like, I've listened to all this rich, amazing content and then I do nothing with it because there's no space in my brain to keep it all. So I need to, you know, after a podcast episode ends, I need to make myself stop and not press play until I internalize it and do something and take action. But maybe it's just enough sometimes for me to get that dopamine in the moment. I like what they're saying. I like feeling it. And it's imprinting on me in a way that even though I'm not remembering and recalling just in the forefront, I'm probably living my life A little bit differently and that's good too you know yeah
0: yeah I think in the beginning it's really great to I think it's necessary to stick with something so like what you're gonna teach with your students you know for example with taking photos and how to see and when is the moment you want to follow it to a T in the beginning because you're you're creating new connections in your brain you're creating new ways of thinking And I think what happens is you also want to follow one person. Like, this this is like from yoga way back when I I first learned it, for example. You know, you you have one teacher. And now, like, there's 9 million studios and you go to everybody and everybody has a different way, and it's all correct. It's just that (coughs) you want to learn it one way so that you can get really good at something. And then you can make it your own and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But until you give yourself the chance to really like ingrain something in there, you, you, you don't, you just have, it's just mush. It's like mushy upstairs. You know, like if you're listening to 9,000 different podcasts of 9,000 different people, they may all be saying awesome things, but they may all be saying it in a different way. And then when it comes time to pull up that skill, you have 10 voices in your head instead of one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like until you get, comfortable with what it feels like, until you have the confidence to know that you're living the way you want to live, I feel like you follow one person or one mm-hmm. system until you kind of get your sea legs, if you will, and then you you move on from there. And, you know, I I thought about this the other day because, you know, you think about like happiness. So I'm launching this course also, and I use that word happy a lot, and it, it gives me a little bit, I get nervous because... Like for me, being happy and peaceful does not mean that I'm walking around with a big fat smile on my face and I'm feeling like the Buddha all day long. I mean, anybody (laughs) who knows me, I curse like a trucker and like my patience is (laughs) tested every five seconds, you know? But to me, like being happy and peaceful means that I am fully confident in myself to handle the stress of life. So I feel like I have the skills available that when life gets hard, because it will, and when it's, when it's overwhelming and complicated, because that's how it is, I feel happy knowing that I have the skills to handle myself and that I trust myself to go in the right direction. And that makes me feel happy and peaceful, but it's Mm -hmm. not me sitting at home with my eyes closed, you know, meditating with a big fat smile on my face all day long. Like that's just not it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what happens with all of these things with mindfulness and and all these words that we hear all the time. Now, it really takes practicing so much until you find that comfort zone and then you feel like you can just ride it out. And that gives you a sense of, of being in the moment, you know, because you are taking that second, you are pausing, you are, you feel yourself present and aware of what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. And what worked yesterday and is not working today. And then you can redirect without it being so stressful.
1: And you know, it's, and it feels like, okay. And then I can feel like the, the weight of that question, but what, what is, what is the thing? What is the thing I should focus on? And it all boils down to what feels good. Like (laughs) when you're teaching yoga, it's like today, are you going to do this? You're going to do that. What feels good Uh, today? What picture are you going to take? You know, is it your kid walking into school or is it you crying because they didn't say goodbye? Like, like what is the thing? Like, do you want to, is this picture for you? So it's probably picture of the kid or is the picture for your kid when he grows up? It's picture of you crying and showing how much you care about him, you know? So it's like, yeah. and there's, it's abundant it's expansive there's room for all of it which is like the best part there's room for all of it the nuance that's what we were talking about that's the word yes the nuance in your day-to-day and your decisions and what you keep and what you do and how you treat yourself it's like I mean we all know social media polarizing viewpoints are just that's where we're heading that's where we're at just invite more nuance into your life is what feels best for me.
0: Yeah. And that's just one thing. It's just awareness. It's just a matter of cultivating awareness. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, we just all need one thing. We just have to Mm -hmm. not be on autopilot. And I think that's Mm -hmm. also with you with photos. That's what you teach people is like people automatically just take pictures, you know, like Mm -hmm. we go to concerts and people spend the whole concert filming it. It's like, okay, when are you ever watching that again? Number one, it sounds like shit on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, when are you watching that again? I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, and it's great to take the photo of your favorite band or, your, or a little mini video of you with your friend or whatever's going on, but the entire concert, two hours, you see you're filming the concert. And that's yes. this, like autopilot thing.
1: But, and I feel like that comes, it comes from such a true place. It's like when... It's just mis-executed. Like, it comes from a place where you're like, oh my God, I feel so good. I want to remember this. Yeah, You don't want to remember it like that. But maybe (laughs) for yourself, maybe it's a selfie, like a really cringy video of you just like jamming out, like taking the video of yourself. Or maybe it's your shoes in like the muddy dirt of the mosh pit you're at, whatever. But take a minute and ask, what is it that I want to remember about this? Like what, like, don't just automatically hands on the hip smile, you know, like what is it that (laughs) I actually want from this moment and take that and, you know, and if you fuck up, you fuck it, try again tomorrow or in 10 minutes from now, like, you know, there's just so much room to, to do better and to not be so hard on yourself. If you didn't make the right decision, I'm one of my, friends she says this quote that made me feel so good I don't know where she got it from if it was an original from her I don't even know but she someone that suffers from analysis paralysis like me this felt so good she says make a decision and then make it right I'm like oh yeah whatever you decide you could always adjust just do something like don't just stay in that stuck place yeah
0: yeah yeah. And again, that's, it's just all around having the awareness of yourself and, and how you feel about things. And a lot of people just don't know. I think like what you're saying, if people get stuck, they just don't know, you know, you feel like, but I don't know what makes me feel good. I don't know what I want. You know, we yeah. feel like we do, but when you sit down and really ask, a lot of people don't know. Um, and that's why I like, think about things and, and cultivating that when i'm in a situation how how do i feel do i am i really enjoying this am i not am i you know taking those little and i'm not saying to you know sit with your friends and you're like a weirdo you know being silent to see how you feel (laughs) if you want to participate but you do have that grace period to stop and think and you can oh that's the other thing is knowing that you can always change it so you make the decision and then you make it right and You know, we oftentimes feel like if we make the wrong decision, then we just let the whole day go. You know, like we do that so much with food. Like I'll eat something crappy for lunch and then I figure, well, I might as well just get it all in. Then I'll eat like 10 (laughs) ice creams and a pizza because it's like, well, I already messed it up. I might as well just go for it. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. You can just, yes, it's all or nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. I think also taking that, Having that mindset of knowing that you have this, this whole day to do it, you know, and you can just keep rejoining the party every time you remember. And because it's not, we're human. We're not going to walk around fully aware all day long. It just doesn't, it's not realistic. It's not going to happen. It, you know, it's, it's not a, a place you want to set yourself up for. It's the idea that you know to keep reminding yourself. And then once you practice that enough, then you, you
1: find ways to stop and yeah. and remember. It's and it's not even like it's not even possible to walk around your day in your life soaking up every single no. thing. It's just you have to numb no. out. It's too much. It's just I mean too you much. can take and... drugs
0: and do it,
1: but you can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably do it for longer then. But yeah, it just but just knowing it feels so I don't even know when I had the moment where I crossed over. And I still, I still fall back into old patterns too. But like, I would get so like white knuckled tense thinking, you know, oh my gosh, like I'm sitting here I'm on my phone scrolling and my kids are playing and I should be on the floor with them and blah, 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 blah. And I feel so tight, but I would still numb out because I needed that. I needed to just shut down and I would just be lashing myself about it and now like when i find myself doing that i think okay like i'm doing this because i need it like i'm just remembering that i've already done this so in an hour or two from now when i have another opportunity to be present with them i'm going to choose that because i know right now i'm doing this for me like just right. finding that happy place of compromise yeah yeah
0: yeah and and again that's just taking the pause and having the awareness to, to know
1: how to do that. Do you remember when you kind of like felt like you had this like unlock moment where you're like, Oh yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like I can do both. Like, do you remember that moment where you just felt like, all right, enough of this. I'm, I'm done with the guilt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I always question stuff. So like I never took one anything at face value I always questioned like there must be another way or so I Mm. always had that way about me um which has made my life way more complicated than probably it needs to be but (laughs) I always had that and then yeah what happened for me is my dad my dad when I was 25 I lost my mom to cancer and my dad was much Mm. older than my mom and he was 22 years older than my mom so my whole life up until my mom died was always feeling very rushed to get everything done so that my dad would see it. And I never once considered that my mom wouldn't see it because she was, you know, a normal mom age and my dad was older than my grandparents. So it was this, I was always rushed and I was always thinking of the future and and I needed to get things done and and for him to be there and be present. And then when I lost my mom, it was a huge shock to both of us, obviously, because my dad, was never expecting. The only thing my parents fought about was money because my dad was worried that he would die and she wouldn't have enough. Mm. So when I was 25, I lost my mom when I was 30, my dad was diagnosed with dementia and that was like just a shit show journey. He just went for it, like full dementia and it lasted for almost eight years. And I really thought that I felt bad and heavy and tight because of my circumstances, because of my dad. I just assumed, you know, most of my adult life had been in hospitals and taking care of my parents. And my husband's parents were also ill, so we also we lost both of them also. So it was just a lot of heaviness externally. And when my dad finally passed, I always said it was like being released from like a hostage situation, like for him and for me, it was like this this total release. And you know, he was 90 when he died. So he lived a long, a long life. Um, but I expected this lightness to come into my life and I expected it to happen because I had been teaching yoga for so many years. I felt like the base was there, you know, I just had to wait Mm -hmm. for it to happen. And then a year after my dad died, I woke up still every morning and my first word out of my mouth was fuck. I mean, that was for my whole life. The alarm goes off and my eyes open and it was this feeling of like, fuck, you know, I got to do this again. It felt exhausting. Um, And I had, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was thinking, oh my God, what if I live as long as my dad? I always assumed that I would die young like my mom. And then I had this horrible feeling of like, what if I live till 90 and I have to wake up every morning saying, fuck, like, that's not okay. I got to do something about it. So I always say, like, I was fueled by the fear of longevity to change uh. the way that I felt about life. Because I got, like, really nervous that I was going to live long and I was going to be in this tight, heavy state.
1: Oh, my God. And just- so
0: I started, re- I did everything, the flowers, the rainbows, the unicorns, all the shit that I said that I would never do. Because I realized in that moment that my yoga practice was really just physical. You know, I had been raised in a gym. I had always thought of the physical. And my practice was just physical. I never really took it to the to the depth that I needed it to. Um, and so I decided to do it. And it was just in that decision of of just saying, this is not the way I want to live anymore. Yeah. And I know there must be another way. And then keeping yourself open when you have no idea what the hell it means, because I think that's the biggest thing is we're constantly demanding answers. You know, we're demanding and we're demanding and we never ask questions to life. You know, what do I want? What feels good? Instead, it's like, give me what I want. You know, show me what feels good. Tell me where I'm supposed to be going. And if we start to ask questions, usually the answers are right in front of our face. You know, it's, Yeah, every decision you make, if you ask that question, is is this what I want? Is this leading me towards what I want? Does this feel good? You start to receive the answers. But I think you have to be open to not knowing. Like Mm -hmm. I always tell people, you don't have to get it to get it. So if you if you feel like you gotta get it
1: first, I love you'll never get it. You gotta (laughs)
0: you gotta be willing to just not get it, but have an open mind and heart that if you stay open to all of it, something will, will come in there when it's time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like, yeah, I, I had that moment and it was really, I, I think people have to make a decision, you know, and I think that's what so many people don't do. It's not that they don't want to live mindfully or present, but they never really take the decision to say, I'm going to get uncomfortable
1: yeah. and
0: I'm going to do things that I don't do or that Mm -hmm. I said I would never do, you know, or I maybe make fun of people for doing. And I'm going to (laughs) give it a shot. (laughs) I mean, I felt myself like chanting. I mean, you couldn't pay me to chant, you know? Even today now, like that didn't work for me. But at one point I was like, all right, bring the chanting on. I'll do whatever it takes to move myself out of this place. And I think that's what you're showing people when you're showing them how to see, you know? It's really this idea of, they want the knee-jerk reaction to take the photo. And you're saying, wait, think about what what it is that you want to capture.
1: What is it? And that, it, again, the it's another question. The questions are always so much more powerful than the answers. And I feel like there are days where you wake up and you could say, oh, fuck off. I just, just fuck off. I just want the answer. <laughs> but then how boring, like truly, if you're really being honest with yourself, how boring, what is the point if you just know everything? Yeah. And like, even yeah. when I take pictures like I try to because I take it so much I have no if I wasn't more mindful when I was taking pictures then I really wouldn't be living life because I have stuff in front of my face all the time but like yeah. as I'm taking photos I think to myself like what like what am I why like what is it about this like why am I taking a picture of my son of course he's cute but if you just <laughs> go deeper into that it's like oh is it his sticky fingers? Is it, you know, the booger hanging out of his nose? Is it the fact that I know that he'll never be this impressed with a feather ever again in his life? Like, you know, like it's just (laughs) thinking into asking those questions and being okay with asking the same question over and over again. There was some artist, oh gosh, of course, I'm so bad. My memory is so bad. Another reason I take, reason why I take (laughs) pictures. They, he says, you know, I was always trying to figure out, like, my artist statement. What is it I'm trying to say? But I'm just, just trying to find quest- find answers to this question. What is the question that I always want to find an answer to? And I, I look for it through my photos. You know, it's just, what is your vehicle? What's your language? Like, it's the same yeah. thing. We all want the same thing. But we all have different vehicles. Like, yep. wellness, yoga. Photography, writing, like whatever it is, just yeah. find your vehicle but, and the language that you want to use to tell your story, and just trust yourself to do whatever you want. There is no—I've never believed more that everyone is just making shit up until I became a parent. I can't believe people. My house is crying and looking at me to like be the thing that makes everything better, and I'm sitting there wanting to suck my thumb. Like, I'm <laughs> grown up. <laughs> I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> Everyone's just doing the best they can. And, you know, just be easy on yourself. Let the nuance, like, just be open to it all. Right? Be easy.
0: You got to be easy about it. And it, and it, when you can do that, it you will laugh at yourself a lot because you realize how stupid we're being half the time, you know? <laughs> I mean, really, you know, it, it's, if you can let yourself have that space you will you'll laugh a lot more and life becomes a lot lighter it doesn't mean that heavy things are not happening or again like stress and i i feel like people also think that that comes with doing the work that suddenly your life is less stressful or you're not going to have any problems and that i don't care if you're a monk living in a monastery they gossip about each other and they have stress off because we're human, you know, this one snores louder than the other one. And it's the same with like, with meditation, people, you know, are always looking for the perfect place to do it, or that there's going to be no sound. I am in the middle of the Andes Mountains in Patagonia. And I will go like the other day, I went and I, I, it was like in front of the river. And it was so beautiful. And it was just the sounds of nature. And I sat down and meditated. And I was like, it's so Fucking loud here, like the water was loud, the birds were loud, the wind was <laughs> flowing, I was cold. I was like, this would have been better in the cabin that I'm renting to do this meditation, but it's just me, I was laughing at myself because I'm like, Are you serious? you've like immersed yourself in nature and I'm complaining about it you know i'm like could the, like could the river just turn down a little so I could have a little more quiet <laughs> it's, it's
1: Goddamn serene, magical place this ridiculous, no. magical place is so loud I'm sitting in my own. Photo studio and I, I, I'm at my house. And I'm like, I can't work like this. I must go. I need a break. to You know, tell my partner. I, I have to go and be by myself. I get here and I'm sitting here like <laughs> fidgeting, like moving, like <laughs> moving my drinks from one side to another, like looking at the paint that I missed on the walls. I'm like, well, I'm I'm here. I'm in total yeah. silence, and yet I still, I can't get it together. And some days we just can't, and that's okay. Just go home and yeah. watch some trash TV. That's okay too. That's an option.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of it though, is just making the decision. Like, cause I do the same, I was doing the same today. We were talking about this earlier for me, social media is so hard and I don't know. It's almost like I want to go to like a witch doctor at this point to figure out <laughs> what's wrong with me because I can't, like, I don't have problems speaking to people. I don't have a problem doing any of what would go into social media, but when it comes to doing my stuff, I can't, it's like, I can't figure it out. Yeah, I take it too seriously. I'm overthinking everything. I know that it's happening and I can't seem to, to figure out the way to fix it. And it's just, I did the same. I, I set myself up for success and I did nothing but like eat strawberries and, you know, sure. take Lola for 10 walks and nothing was happening on the social media platform plane. Mm-hmm. But when you like, we're going to hang up and I've already made the decision that I'm just doing it. Like I will not, if there is no, no nego- non-negotiable, I have yeah. to do it today. So you just, you make the decision and you go through the discomfort until so you, something comes out, you know, you get one post, you get one mindful moment, you get mm-hmm. one of whatever you're looking for. And then suddenly you have two and then you have three and and it's all the same process.
1: And one is one is almost always enough. Like if you yes. if I go on a photo shoot and I take, oh, I have a heavy trigger finger. If I take a thousand photos, if there's one that makes me just go like this, yeah. that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. The, are the most important moments of our life, they aren't these grand, like heat. No. <laughs> fireworks were in the air. It's just like the most specific little thing. And just yeah. reminding yourself that when you're mindful, you don't miss it. That's the thing. Like when you're oh, present Yes. When you're mindful, you just don't miss it. Like, and that's why I swear I've I've listened to a lot. A lot of people talk about a lot of things. I love lectures. And one thing that used to drive me up a wall is whenever when when someone's like, It's all already here. You're just gonna you just gotta see. And now I 1000% know that it's like, you can live the same day Ferris Bueller style over and over and over again and get a different everything each time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And then when you allow yourself to be in the, in the moment and you allow yourself to think of your day like that and your life, it becomes exciting. It all becomes exciting. And I, I think that that for me has been the biggest takeaway because when I went out on this mission, when I when I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh, my God, I could live to 90, and I scared the <laughs> shit out of myself, I <laughs> was like – I was so unimpressed with how unexcited I was every day. And I – this is – I lived in a great apartment in Miami. I had a business. I have tons of friends. Like, I, I had a good life. You know, I also think people feel like you have to be in a terrible state or you could really love your life and still feel – unexcited or uninvolved Mm -hmm. or, or you're still going like something's missing. Yes. Um, and I, that has been the biggest thing that's come out of all of the practices and doing the work is being really excited about my day. Like I wake up and I'm genuinely excited to just do the small stuff because when you're mindful, when you're doing it, it's quite extraordinary all of it and i mean now i'm gonna sound like a total weirdo but like i do this (laughs) this is gonna sound weird and i'm just gonna say it anyway but i teach people when i teach mindfulness i tell them to pick an activity that they do every single day and do it mindfully because a lot of people don't even know what it means to feel mindful right Um, it's like what we're saying you don't know what you like you don't know what it feels like to be mindful so pick something you do every day a shower brushing your teeth um that you brushing your teeth that you you do it mindfully so it doesn't mean that you're doing anything different you're just simply allowing yourself to be really aware of the moment so the taste of the toothpaste the sensation the the sounds of your family in the background the whole experience like let it be a whole five senses deal and keep doing it and then move on with your day you know and and then add something else. So like I would, I, when I did it, I did brushing my teeth and then I added waiting in line at the grocery store. So every time I waited in line, I would allow myself to be really mindful. Like I wouldn't be looking at my phone. I would just, who was in front of me, who was behind me, what people were Mm. doing, what it sounded like, what it smelled like. And I kept practicing. And then it became second nature to take those pauses. Um, and this is the part that's going to sound really weird, but like, I would find myself brushing my teeth and going like, I can't believe I can like brush my teeth. Like this is, I can't believe I'm having this extraordinary experience of being alive and like brushing my teeth. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever said this out loud and I probably shouldn't be doing it on Instagram live. But, like I just did it. <laughs> But you do, you, if you, when you really tap in, you go like, can you believe that I'm standing here in the place that I'm standing on a rock that's hurling itself through space with uh. God only means the other. And I'm like,
1: you're brushing my teeth. No. See, so I we think have, that that's a, we a have the deal. opposite The opposite starting points where you have the, <laughs> oh shit, I might actually live long. And me, oh, I've no, always been so- like, Oh shit. It's over at any moment. (laughs) And any moment I remember I was in like, I had my first ever existential crisis. I was like in middle school and I just remember, and I have a terrible memory, but I remember laying in my bed and I was like staring at the ceiling. And for some reason I got like caught up in this, like, it was like a glitch in my brain. And I just kept thinking nothing, nothing, well, nothing. Like, what does it mean to die? Like nothing, nothing. And I just kept going. I was like, Oh, I just got really caught up in it. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I just became like obsessed with just really hurling myself into what matters to me because I don't know when it's over and I want everyone to know like what they mean and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I was like making I was saving That's my mom's greasy lunch notes. Yes. I was like <laughs> just saving everything and just like so much pressure and it, it doesn't have to be that heavy. All it has to mean is that like the, you say the things that are important. You realize that there's impermanence in everything. And that just mm-hmm. encourages you to live more, feel more, say more. Yeah. And just be. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and yes, and most people are on your side of the fence. Most people are not looking for this experience to be over quickly. I was, you know, like when, <laughs> when is this going to be over? Because I really, I've seen enough. Yeah, and I. <laughs> <laughs> You're like well that This was great, but I'm done. On my last yeah, I just, nerve, <laughs> I decided. <laughs> this was awesome, but I'm I'm good, you know, and I still feel like that. I don't, uh, I'm really, really unafraid of it all ending. I really feel like it will be somewhat of a relief um, because it's a lot of work to be here. And I don't think it has to be that much work, but I think it's supposed to be if we're Mm -hmm. really doing it right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... What I always tell people, like when we're doing yoga, if like always look at your face. If you're making like a scrunched up raisin monster face, you know you're trying too hard. Like your face should at least be relaxed (laughs) while you're while you're practicing. Um, But I also think if we're just if we're too relaxed about it, then we're never pushing our limits and we're never growing. And and then that's really the only point of us being here, I think, is to really grow. And and that's different for everybody to grow into their you know true expression of themselves. Um, But to find that and to take that path is not easy. It's way easier to be on autopilot and do what everybody else is doing and be sucked up by that. It's a way smoother ride. Um, But it's a way more boring ride. You know, it's it's dull. Yeah, it's dull and boring. And I I always encourage people to do the things that scare the fuck out of you. Because that's usually a sign that you're moving in the right direction. You know, yeah. when you feel that horrible fear, you're moving in the right direction. Oh, if you feel really comfy. You got to you got you to gotta put your big
1: girl panties on and make a move. Yeah. Shake things up a bit. <laughs> I remember yeah. I would I, I I had a job. I was in there for six years. I loved it. I, lo- I love the people I work with. It was fun. It was good. I remember there would be some mornings when I'd have a doctor's appointment and I would get in the cab to go or the lift, or uber or whatever to head into the office and i would look out the window at these people that were like at a cafe or reading a book and i would have this like ache like oh so jealous i felt like i was like a caged animal and i was like why i love i love everything about it it's fine but just because it's not it doesn't have to be wrong to not be right and yeah. when i got to the point where I wasn't with them I got laid off and I made the firm decision to like not go back to a nine to five and then the universe tempt me tempted me twice damn it <laughs> I was like no <laughs> I'm still not going to go with the safe route even though I'm looking at my like beastly hungry boys in my house <laughs> I have to feed them so much and you know I and just choosing this adventure of making the hard stuff work it's so much harder but so much better and just being okay with that and knowing that just because something's harder doesn't mean it's not what you should do if that's what feels good to you yep yeah
0: Yeah, that's a big thing i you know i i came all the way down here with you know, and, and so unyogi yogi, like, like quite a few expectations on my mind, you know, it was all planned out. And I was like, Oh, my God, I'm gonna have to a hot. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. And it's gonna feel like this. And then I'm gonna eat this. And I'm gonna wear this. And, and I got down here and none of that happened. Like not one single thing that I had planned in my head went right, it all went wrong. And it's very uncomfortable. And I'm not in my, you know, best place I've ever been in and it's 100% the right place where I'm supposed to be that yeah. and that brings it kind of full circle to what I was saying about the happiness and the peace and so the reason I brought this up is you said it doesn't have to be wrong wrong to be, right. To be
1: right yeah
0: and like my girlfriend I was talking to her the other day and she's like oh I just want you to find happiness and I was like but I am really happy like just because I'm passing through something that's Uncomfortable and weird, and you know, I can't believe I'm living in the middle of nowhere by myself. <laughs> but, like, yeah. it doesn't mean that I'm not happy, it's it's and this is the all or nothing. This, we just came full circle, Bianca. Look at us, look, doing look at full us, like circle look
1: at situation. A neat little bow.
0: I mean, that was amazing. It's this <laughs> all or nothing, you know, and it, it's all mushed together. Life is a big mush ball of all yes. of it. It is. And, and when you're doing it right, I think, I think it's supposed to feel like that. Um, And I think you are aware of that. It's, it's your perspective is wider, right? So if you're having one experience, that's not grand, you understand that that's not your entire experience. Right. So you're, you, you have space to hold so much more. Um, And it's the same with you, with the photos, you know, there's this, you zone in on this one thing, but what is the bigger picture? What, Mm -hmm. what is the expansiveness of the moment that you're trying to capture? It's not just this one thing. It's, it's, you know, do it, do a full spin and see that it's so much more than just this Mm -hmm. one little thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And photography, what an awesome way to, 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 to make that really real life, you know, because you can capture so much in a photo and it says so much when you are seeing, Oh, it's
1: like, I mean, I'm biased, but it's like magic to me. It's like, yeah. What thing that's like static and frozen can live, so much through time it changes yeah. you look at it one day you look at it next week and it means something else to you especially if you're taking the right pictures and you're not yeah just taking you know the your yearly portraits and it doesn't have to be you know i hear a lot of oh why even bother taking the picture It doesn't do it justice but like that picture is like an earmark for you you know yeah. and so even just looking at it even if it wasn't as gorgeous nothing's as good as being and savoring and, like, feeling and tasting and that. But it's the next best thing, I would think, right? And so just seeing yeah. it just allows you to, like, relive it again in a second. And don't be discouraged that you're not taking the best, the most beautiful pictures. On My favorite pictures, when I think of all of the pictures I've taken, and I I love my real photos, like, with my good camera. But, like, some of my favorite photos in my life is, like, like there's a picture that someone took on a shitty cell phone of my toddler like waddling down the aisle at my sister's wedding I was up there with her I wasn't able to take the photo I could cry it's just so cute and I just look of course I wish it was like on the best camera but it wasn't and that's fine I don't care some of my other favorite photos are stills that I took of home videos that I'm like what magic someone my dad chose to record us sitting there doing nothing in our living room. And then I can look at it and love the way my mom looked at my sister and I take a photo of it now. Like how tricky is that? Like, it's just, there's so much opportunity and there's so much gray and I'm someone that really likes extremes. I don't usually like gray, (laughs) but for the sake of this conversation, the nuance and the gray and the room leaving room for yourself and yeah. with presence and mindfulness, I feel like that is the center, that's the nucleus of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. Uh, yes. <laughs> this was so well, this fun. Was
0: a good way to spend some time.
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I want to do it again. I'm so grateful for everyone that joined. And <laughs> <I know>. yay, <laughs> this was really fun. It's so funny. We we talked about something so simple, but I feel like we went on and on and we could keep going on for like a month. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we will. And we will. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tempt us. We might. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I didn't even think about how to end this. This is my first Instagram live. You're a pro at this. How do we end this, Jenny?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I usually say namaste and then I click the thing, hoping that they can't see me click the thing.
1: Okay, I'm gonna. Namaste, Namaste. Let's say Namaste, Namaste, Namaste. namaste. namaste, but, I'm a, I'm namaste but I'm gonna Namaste, but I'm gonna go. Go. <laughs> so corny. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bye. 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 If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did, and I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review, and honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.